from the horse capital of the world, the great city of Lexington, Kentucky. Welcome to Red Barn Radio. Wherever in the world you're listening, join us as we celebrate the music and artists of this Kentucky region. Tonight, Red Barn Radio presents a concert performance with the Eric Bolander Trio, coming up on Red Barn Radio. Why don't the wind blow me away? Why don't the wind blow me down? Tried and test along the way. I'm rest, but I'm here to stay. Red Barn Radio was brought to you with the financial support of Visit Lex, Lexington, Kentucky's Convention and Visitors Bureau. Planning to visit Lexington or just looking for more information, Visit Lex is on the web at visitlex.com. We're more than just bluegrass. 
LexArts, Lexington, Kentucky's Arts Council, creating a great American city inspired by the arts. We'd like to thank Sims Pizzeria and Soda Fountain for supplying food each week for our musical guests and volunteers. Chef Greg Scott and Sims Pizzeria and Ice Cream Parlor is located just minutes from Lexington in historic Wilmore, Kentucky. For more information, see Sims Pizzeria and Soda Fountain on Facebook. Listen locally. Working in concert to encourage everyone to embrace any opportunity to listen locally and engage with each other in a variety of shared experiences, including music, theater, poetry, dialogue, and conversation. You can learn more about Listen Locally on Facebook, Instagram, and at listenlocally.net. The Griffin Gate Marriott Resort and Spa is Red Barn Radio's guest accommodation partner, providing hotel accommodations for our musical guests. The Griffin Gate Marriott Resort and Spa is the ideal choice for your next visit to Lexington, Kentucky. AccuPrint provides printed programs each week for our audience members. For all your printing needs, AccuPrint is on the web at accuprint.us. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Red Barn Radio. I'm Renee Collins. Red Barn Radio is now in our 17th broadcast season, and tonight is Red Barn Radio's 632nd live concert performance. Tonight, we are so pleased to present a program of great live music with our featured guest, Eric Bolander. Eric is a native of Lewis County, Kentucky, who moved to Lexington in 2000. Traditional Kentucky music was ever present in his youth, but Eric says that music is just one of his many influences. With Eric tonight are Seth Murphy on cello and Ben Caldwell with drums. Please welcome Eric Bolander to the Red Barn stage.
Thank you guys so much. The guitar sound better after I turn it off mute? Hopefully it did. Now, here's Red Barn Radio's Brad Becker to speak with Eric Bolander. Nice sound, guys. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, beautiful arrangements of these tunes. Your town seems like that might be a good starting point. So I'd love to hear you talk just about Lewis County, you know, that's north of uh, 64. Uh, northeast from Moorhead, right okay. on the Ohio River. Like, so how far from Moorhead is it? Depends on where you're going, I guess. Uh -huh. About 40-ish minutes. Oh, okay. The town's Garrison. There's no red lights. I got a family dollar and a, and a dollar store all within the last 10 years. So, oh. Yeah, so it's kind of highfalutin now. But uh, back when I was there, you know, there wasn't much going on. A lot of good people, hardworking people. There wasn't a whole lot of industry going on in the, in the area, so folks traveled a lot. My dad was a union carpenter, works a lot, worked a lot of construction, hmm. a lot of tobacco farms, uh, cattle farmers, things like that. We were uh, far enough north away from a lot of the coal miners, but some folks would work, go eastern Kentucky and work coal and stuff like that. It's a big county, so you drive all over the place. Uh, my wife likes to nap when we go back for Thanksgiving and stuff, and uh, she'll wake up and be like, oh, we're in Lewis County still. And I'm like, yeah, we're still in Lewis County. <laughs> We've got 30 more minutes and we'll be at mom's, you know, kind of thing. But So we, yeah, grew up... Uh, running around, fishing, hunting, that kind of stuff, and doing sort of a lot of outdoors type type things because we didn't have a lot going on other than that. Baseball field, played football, that kind of stuff too, uh -huh. but, you know. On my mind 
traditional family. I had an older brother and sister, which was eight, nine years older, so it was almost like I was the only child when I was kind of in middle school age. My brother has a farm in Garrison now. Uh, my sister lives in Vanceburg, which is in Lewis County, and my mom lives kind of in between the two of them. It was a great, great place to grow up. Uh, I love going back and visiting because I miss the landscape. You know, Lexington's beautiful, and we're pretty close to things like the Red River Gorge and stuff, but when I get back home a little further east, you start seeing things sticking up out of the ground a little more, you know? Because uh -huh. <laughs> I kind of explain it, you know, the river valley and the foothills of the Appalachia is a really good explanation. You know, it's kind of not quite as, not quite Pike County, you know? Did you then live there through your teen years and through high school? I did, so I lived there, you know, all the way until my freshman year of college, I graduated high school in 98. My freshman year of college was at Moorhead State. Then I uh, took time off, joined the National Guard, and went to basic training and everything. When I came home, I moved to Lexington. I've been a Lexingtonian pretty much my whole adult life. And did you start actually performing, uh, playing <laughs> music and performing as a, as a musician once you moved here, or did that begin already during your high school uh, years? Correct, once I moved to Lexington, or not once, but Toward the end of college, I played guitar since my freshman year of college at Moorhead. Mm. My best friend Kevin played in metal and rock bands throughout high school, and I was always like a tag-along. I was kind of like the roadie, you know, to help him carry guitars in, but I never really tried to play music and never tried to sing, really, except for my house. My mom always thought I could sing, but you know, everybody's mom thinks she can sing, you know. <laughs> so it was just, you know, you sound real good. You sound like that Tim McGraw, you know. <laughs> like, Mom, yeah. I can't sing. So I, ne I was never... You know, I was a bashful kid, but then when I got older, I think playing football and having that team mentality uh, broke me out of it. So I was real outgoing all through high school. And so I never had an issue as far as that. It's just I never felt confident that I had a music ability. So I didn't have any players at home, but my dad had a lot of friends. My mom has a, a big history with, with family members who play music. But uh, yeah, so I didn't catch that bug until I was in college, the so freshman year of college. Light came through window of our room mine could keep up with what my heart already knew
Everybody says keep a long story short never keeps a short story. No, that's but, right. So you I'll tell go ahead it. and preface with that. But uh, so her father was ill, and he was starting to talk about some of his, you know, his brother's music interests because you know he he kind of kept up with me a little bit through my mom, and uh, so we didn't have like a close relationship. My grandfather and I, he was interested and intrigued him because he he played music, but he had a lot of you know his brothers and his uncles and and aunts and things all played a lot. Mom was telling me a story that he had shared and said uh, that his, his dad, you know, my great-grandfather, had played on some records. He played fiddle and maybe mandolin or something else with uh, Fat and Scrubs. And I was like, Fat and Scrubs? I was like, Mom, are you talking about Fat and Scrubs? Yeah, I think that was it. I was like, Mom, that's probably two of the most famous bluegrass pioneer musicians out there. You know, I mean... <laughs> You know, they, they, I mean, Ralph Stanley might be the only more well-known name in bluegrass music, but, uh, so there, there's something out there. There's, you know, I don't, you know, recordings of a relative of mine laying some tracks down with those guys, but, uh, and I, I later got some old demo CDs that were, that were put on CDs from, uh, late sixties and seventies of a couple of my, my grandfather's older brothers who played as like traditional bluegrass and a little bit of more of that 70s country, so that was kind of interesting. I can't for love of me remember their names right now, but it was cool to like get well into my music career and then learn about some of these things I didn't know about necessarily when I was a kid. Well, I suppose the deeper you get into your own musical and artistic life, the more curious you then become about you know other family members who decided to do that kind of thing themselves yeah, because sure. you, you become more acquainted with you know the ups and downs of it. Yeah, and, you know, having my friend bouncing around with him to shows and just kind of learning, or not learning necessarily, not really soaking it up, but just kind of, uh, as a bystander, seeing the stuff that they went through just to play a show, and yeah. it's like four of them, they have all this equipment, they sell this or that to buy a new amp, and then, you know, they're getting like 10 bucks from the gig and things like that, so it's kind of like to see that part of it, you know, it was interesting. <laughs> my mom's brother, Gary, he played music, he had like a little tiny not a studio, but like a little practice room, a little outbuilding. He had some drums and a, a bass guitar and a couple acoustics that him and his buddies would just go out and drink a few and have fun, you know. He never played seriously or nothing, but I remember being around that sometimes. 
So what? Yeah. So it wasn't just fat and scrubs <laughs> yeah. that you were <laughs> hanging around. You, you were you were hearing more than bluegrass. I will music. never not share that story. That is way. just such a great story. I yeah, love that. You can't make that up. <laughs> <laughs> Just to pass the time Summer days we spent On a ridge on a county line
no remorse and an empty soul. Coming up, more Red Barn Radio with Eric Bolander, recorded live from the Performance Hall at Arts Place in Lexington, Kentucky. We'll be right back. This is Red Barn Radio. Welcome back. Tonight, we're with Eric Bolander, recorded live from the Performance Hall at Arts Place in Lexington, Kentucky. This is Red Barn Radio.
Back up in the woods All by myself I felt free Felt alive Something else The county screams I hear the wind too well Still can't think about Into this lonesome hill Had a chance to fall Hills and love is a chance to fall apart. Set a chance to fall.
you were hearing other things and some of those sounds by the time you started playing yourself you weren't thinking bluegrass at at age 20. no so yeah kevin let me use one of his like his first guitar is electric and i just played it in the dorm room without an amp just kind of figuring out chords he'd show me a few things and i just started listening and like figuring out melodies of songs or something by ear and i figured out that i had a decent ear for mm-hmm. music so i was like oh okay maybe this is something i could actually get into and i saved some money and bought my own guitar so my first guitar was a little crappy squire electric um, with a fender style body you know fender strat style body and i played on it for a little while and then i bought a real crappy acoustic <laughs> guitar with a composite back you know yeah, for like a hundred dollars or whatever yeah goes, so right. i started playing that acoustic way more you know years go by i'm in my mid-20s and sort of started helped start a cover band that turned into a metal band that ben ended up being a drummer for so it's this weird like small world type thing yeah but um yeah I, I think a lot of those genres as as a fan and a listener without any kind of music experience you departmentalize those a lot i think as musicians especially like old composers even you don't decompartmentalize that you really just have that as you're at your disposal so those influences fly in from all over mm-hmm. you know being a teenager when I was in the 90s, I mean, you know, Kirk Bain dying was really hard for me and my buddies, and we, we were into that kind of music. We sort of were helped discovering older metal bands like Metallica and, you know, and Slayer and Megadeth and all that too. So it's a big mix. I don't know. I, I embrace all of that. I think there's a benefit to that. Yeah. So you can see how it all sort of pieces together, but now you're coming back to something that's maybe a little more akin to the kinds of things that maybe suit the part of the the, the region of the country where you live sure. or like lyrically it's very genuine it's from a genuine place mm-hmm. and not all my songs are personal uh, as far as a personal experience a handful of songs i write from a different perspective but i would say you know uh, three-fourths if not more of my lyrics are somewhat personal experiences that i've had i want that to come off and I think it comes out in this style of music a little more. Mm-hmm. A lot of folks have said I'm a country artist, and that's perfectly fine, too. I accept that as well. I tend to say folk or roots or Americana just because I know that that's a broader spectrum. And I think to people that don't necessarily know what I sound like, and if they hear my voice talking about it first, I want them to think folk and roots first because... I'm not a huge fan of mainstream country mm-hmm. currently, which is fine. Everybody has their thing. Um, I just don't want to be, I don't want someone to hear me talk about what I do and then hear me say I'm a country artist and think, oh, well, he sounds like blah, blah. And yeah, right. Not ever check it out. But, you know, like Tyler Childers is very much a country music artist, but it's very raw and very genuine. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like there's a disconnect with popular and with, with, with that style. So I just... I throw four or five words in there and hoping somebody grabs one of them, I guess.
still my hero and he comes out in a lot of my music and um, I had a dream oh it was a handful of years ago so he'd been he'd been gone for a while and it was a dream of of him calming me down I kept screaming for him trying to grab him and he couldn't reach my hand I don't know if we were in clouds or falling or who knows right it, it was irrelevant but I just I couldn't reach him and it was that moment I felt because I had seen him the day before he passed and I could my way home I knew so maybe that was probably the, the reasoning for the dream itself but um you know and I couldn't get to him and I woke up and I kind of jotted a few notes down at, in my phone actually and just you know, I was bawling my eyes out and kind of cleaned myself up I was like man that's that's powerful you know got back to that idea and thought man how could that be how can that be a song you know about that moment so I wrote the song it just goes out to lost loved ones and you know, letting go, letting them go for the sake of the struggle that they went through. I call out your name. Words leaving no fear. Through this window with a double pane. Trials have taken on another year. Cry me a river of lucid pain. Let out a scream for no one to hear. Words fall like the passing rain, leaving them trails for final
tried to stake it wasn't for singing lay my heart to rest dear cause there's nothing left here for me cry me a river of lucid pain let out a scream for no one to hear words fall like the passing rain leaving them trails the final tear Ben, is it challenging for you as a drummer to play in a trio when you're not hearing the thump of the bass? You know, not at all, actually. It, it flows and feels really well with these guys. I mean, I've been playing with Eric, like he said, for, what, last 10 years on and off. I mean... Well, that helps. It, absolutely, it does. And we've been seen together that long, so that helps with the, the backing vocals. You know, we're used to each other. And, you know, I'm, I'm a type of drummer that, even with the rock band I play, I don't like to overplay. I, I'm very subtle with what I do because it's got to fit what you're doing. So this stuff is very subtle. So Wait a I'm, I'm sorry. I, I've never heard a drummer say that. <laughs> um, could you, could you repeat that? <laughs> I so appreciate hearing you say that. Thank you. Yeah. Wake up. Go ahead and pour yourself another cup. All
Red Barn Radio would like to thank Eric Bolander for being our guest this evening. Thanks to our volunteers for their help with our production each week, especially Lori Campbell, Kate Heinen, and Matthew Flores. We give a very special thanks to Becky Alfrey for her work with our social media. Thank you all for listening to our webcast, watching us on Facebook Live, and those listening to us on the Red Barn Network of Stations. We also thank the members of our studio audience for supporting the mission of Red Barn Radio, which strives to present, promote, and preserve the rich musical tradition and artists of the Kentucky region, and share this treasure with the world. Red Barn Radio comes to you from our home, the Performance Hall at Arts Place in downtown Lexington, Kentucky. Our website has updates and further information on our guests in our program. We're on the web at redbarnradio.com. Tickets for Red Barn Radio are now available on the web at eventbrite.com, Lexington. Once again, please welcome back Eric Bolander.
Thanks to Eric, Seth, and Ben for being with us tonight on Red Barn Radio. We'd like to thank Sims Pizzeria and Soda Fountain for supplying food each week for our musical guests and volunteers. Chef Greg Scott and Sims Pizzeria and Ice Cream Parlor is located just minutes from Lexington in historic Wilmore, Kentucky. For more information, see Sims Pizzeria and Soda Fountain on Facebook. Listen locally. Working in concert to encourage everyone to embrace any opportunity to listen locally and engage with each other in a variety of shared experiences, including music, theater, poetry, dialogue, and conversation. You can learn more about Listen Locally on Facebook, Instagram, and at listenlocally.net. The Griffin Gate Marriott Resort and Spa is Red Barn Radio's guest accommodation partner, providing hotel accommodations for our musical guests. The Griffin Gate Marriott Resort and Spa is the ideal choice for your next visit to Lexington, Kentucky. AccuPrint provides printed programs each week for our audience members. For all your printing needs, AccuPrint is on the web at accuprint.us. Red Barn Radio's executive producer is Ed Commons, who also directs our show. Red Barn Radio's line producer and booking manager is Warren Cobb. We also thank our volunteers. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. You can attend a Red Barn Radio concert in person. You'll find performance dates and times at redbarnradio.com. The Red Barn Radio playout theme, Wookie Foot, was taken from a live performance of the Wooks here on Red Barn Radio. For more information on the band, they're on the web at wookoutamerica.com. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be here again on this station next week at this same time as we celebrate the music and artists of this Kentucky region. I'm the voice of Red Barn Radio, Tom Brown. Red Barn Radio is brought to you with the financial support of VisitLex, Lexington, Kentucky's Convention and Visitors Bureau. Planning to visit Lexington or just looking for more information, VisitLex is on the web at visitlex.com. We're more than just bluegrass. LexArts, Lexington, Kentucky's Arts Council, creating a great American city inspired by the arts. Red Barn Radio is a production of Red Barn Radio, LLC. (laughs) 